Welcome to this edition of Monday Sermon. I'm Pastor Corey. Today is Monday, April 18th, 2022. This is a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church in Winfield, Pennsylvania. More information about our church can be found at winfieldbaptist.com. Our fighter verses for this week are found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. And these words that I command you shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. Last week, we memorized verses 4 and 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. The first and greatest commandment is to love God. And from that flows obedience to the commands. Jesus said in John chapter 14, verse 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Last week, we discussed the reality that God first loved us. He acted first. He moved towards us because we were dead in our sins and trespasses. Here in Deuteronomy, Moses is giving the law for the second time in preparation for the people of Israel to go into the promised land. They needed a refresher course, a reminder, and not just a reminder, but application for living out the Word of God in the land they were to occupy, but a land nonetheless that would have temptations, oppositions, and threats to their faith. Our fighter verses for this week are very apt for us today. We need God's Word hidden in our hearts to fight the temptations, oppositions, and threats to our faith. Our hearts can be deceived and we need to fight deception with truth, the truth of God's Word. But our verses this week go farther, not only for us, but for the next generation. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise. The first command here is to teach God's commands to our children. Teach. Moses qualifies the idea of teaching with the rest of what he says in these verses. I don't think he means to get a desk and a chalkboard and teach as in a classroom, but rather teach as you are doing life together. When you sit in your house, when you get up from go for a walk, when you go by the way, going about life, when you lie down at night, and when you rise up in the morning. The idea here is Moses, is he's giving to us and it's demonstrating for the next generation that we should be living life in a way that we're discussing our faith and applying what's going on in the world to how we should live as followers of God and Christ. We need to discuss how to live it out in the midst of hardship and joys, in the midst of temptations and crisis, in times of plenty and in want. Again, memorize these verses and do them. Next, Let's be reminded of the sermon and text from Sunday. On Sunday, we looked at Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. We celebrated together the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. But in many ways, that is what we do every Lord's Day when we meet together. Jesus rose on the first day of the week, and so we gather together on that day. We assemble. That is, after all, what the word church literally means. You really cannot be or have church without assembling together. I'm thankful for technology, for those who cannot physically make it to church. 
I think it is a blessing and an encouragement that was not always available. However, for those who have no reason not to assemble, what they're doing with technology is really not church. They're really not doing church, and they're really not being the church. They are, in many ways, being disobedient to Hebrews 10.25, and quite frankly, missing out on many of the blessings that comes by seeing each other's faces, hearing each other sing, and fellowshipping with those who share our mutual faith. Again, there are plenty who can't make it because of physical infirmities and ailments, and I'm thankful that technology reaches them so that they can be encouraged. But I think if you'd ask them, they'd love to get here if they could. So, if you find yourself in one of those situations where you're thinking, ah, I'll just stay home and watch online today, when you have no reason not to get up and get to church, may I encourage you, you're missing out. Don't miss out. On Sunday, we were reminded of Jesus' fulfilled promise that he would die and rise again, and that those who first received the news that he had risen immediately and ran began to proclaim the promise that it was true. God has come. He has visited his people. God's the Son has come and redeemed us by his own blood. God approved of Christ's sacrifice by the power of the resurrection. This great truth of the good news is what we need each week. We need to hear it. We need to see it over and over again as we sit in our houses, as we walk by the way, as we lie down and we rise up again. We assemble each Lord's Day because Jesus is alive, because he is risen indeed. We'll end our talk with a takeaway. The need to engage the next generation with the truth of God's Word is important in every generation. This particular time we find ourselves in is, however, a bit unique. We find ourselves living in the information age, the social media age, an age of expressive individualism, where, as Carl Truman put it, it is the modern self is one where authenticity is achieved by acting outwardly in accordance with one's inward feelings. This is where the phrase personal lifestyle choice comes from. While God has indeed wired us with feelings and has created us as unique individuals, the problem arises when we place feelings as having authority equaling truth to oftentimes the ignorance of God's word as the standard of truth. Like never before, parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and friends need to lovingly engage children with the truth of God's Word and our own hearts. We need to encourage one another with God's Word. We need to discuss it. We need to memorize it. We need to engage the world and its views and philosophies with God's Word. As 2 Corinthians 10.5 says, We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. Like never before in our time, we need to be wise and get serious about God's word and engage our minds so that we can affirm Colossians 2.8. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. 
Thanks for listening. I hope you will tune in next Monday as we continue to be encouraged by the Word. Until then, I'm Pastor Corey, and this has been an episode of Monday Sermon, a podcast of Winfield Baptist Church. Thank you.